Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by hashtag basketball.com and draft.com, where if you use the promo code BOXES, you will get a free entry to your first draft. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me as always is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Mike. What a strange team we have to talk about today. We've we finally got to the team that probably everybody's been talking about all summer long. Uh, and we saved this for last, not because it's a terribly interesting team, but more because it's a real question mark. It's just a really, really strange team. They certainly had the most turnover of any other team. I am, of course talking about the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, they brought in Mike Beasley, uh, JaVale McGee, Rajon Rondo, Lance Stevenson, and of course signed the king himself, LeBron Hollywood James. And they lost, sadly, one of my favorite players, Luol Deng, along with um, Julius Randle to the Pelicans, Brooke Lopez to the Bucks, and Isaiah Thomas to the Nuggets. So basically a completely different team along with the addition of uh, LeBron James. Well, they didn't lose the all dang. They traded them back to the Bulls. Mike, you should be happy about that. I uh, I wish it was a, uh, a reunion between Jimmy Butler and Luol Dang on the Timber Bulls, but uh, it does sound like uh, Jimmy Butler is on his way out. You know, there's a, it's, it's media. We're past media day right now. So there's a lot going on. We're going to be talking about some of the what we've heard out of Media Day. We're going to be talking about um, uh, pre, like maybe adjustments to our tiers, our rankings as we get into uh, closer to preseason. Get into the preseason. So we got a lot in store for you guys. And if you are interested in exclusive content from watching the boxes, go check out Patreon.com/slash Watching the Boxes. Uh, our Patreon subscribers are fantastic. And uh, if you go there, you could uh, and subscribe. You can get an entry into our listener leagues. We're actually starting up an experimental three category league. So if you're interested in being in a very weird, strange league with a, a handful of other uh, players who just just want to try something new out, um, we'll be doing that. You'll also get uh, exclusive content and exclusive podcasts. That's Patreon.com/slash Watching the Boxes. Um, Tyler, what is the most interesting narrative going into the season for the Los Angeles Lakers? Um, so more than any other team, I would say this is the team we don't really know how they're going to distribute the minutes. And that's always the, maybe the most interesting thing for fantasy, right? Like, okay, say you want Lonzo Ball on your team. And we'll talk more about Ball in, in a minute. Well, Ball was really good last year, but he played 34 minutes a game. So if Ball's only playing 28 minutes a game because we're playing Rondo 20 minutes and we're playing this guy 10 minutes and this guy 5 minutes, he becomes a little bit less interesting. And so we don't really know. I mean, we can we can make our educated guesses today, but I can safely say I don't think we know – exactly what this team's going to look like until we get into the season. 
We definitely don't. This is a team that we're we're going to have to just give it an initial go at because I know people – in fact, uh, I have a very uh, important draft this weekend. So drafts are starting already. Uh, but this is one of those teams that you're just going to have to continue to uh, keep your ear to the NBA Twitter and and see what happens. Uh, you kind of you kind of nailed it, uh, Tyler. That we know LeBron is going to play. Who is going to play around LeBron? And often that answer has been uh, veterans that LeBron can trust. Well, this team doesn't have many veterans, and the veterans that he that are around him. I'm not so sure LeBron can trust them. I mean, you got Lance Stevenson blowing in his ear. You got Rajon Rondo, uh, who's uh, – I don't know what he did to Rajon Rondo or what Rajon Rondo did to him back in those Celtic days. But I know Rajon Rondo was a fairly dirty player back in those days. So uh, a lot of trash talk between those two guys. Now they're on the same team. Uh, Rondo obviously can't shoot threes. Lonzo Ball can. Uh, Caldwell Pope is a uh, guy – who is uh, represented by LeBron James' agency. So that's a guy who might play actually extra minutes just to get uh, more money on his contract in the in the future. Uh, we got Kyle Kuzma in there, which was a, a guy that uh, a lot of people didn't see coming. Uh, we didn't see coming. And he had a, a really nice uh, rookie season. And then you got uh, Brandon Ingram, who is a third-year player who, you know, statistics show, like, he was a top pick. He's improved every year. Uh, and he, he could be due just based on his age and his experience to uh, improve and w- what better guy to uh, learn how to improve around than LeBron James. So this is just a really, really crazily strange team. And we have no idea who LeBron's going to surround himself with. I'm with you there. So let's just talk about LeBron. Let's get this out of the way. Let's get LeBron out of the way. He's currently going fifth in ADP. Uh, on Yahoo, he's ranked fourth in ESPN. Mark's got him ranked seventh in his uh, projections. I uh, I am not taking LeBron James with my any any in any league with my first five picks. I'm just not doing it. I'm with you there. Uh, once you get past five, maybe six, uh, that's when I might start uh, going after LeBron. And I'm much more interested in LeBron in a in a head to head league than uh, a roto league. You can um, build around his uh, 73% free throw shooting for about 74 for his career. And um, obviously he does turn the ball over quite a bit. If you care about turnovers Uh, only gets, he gets less than a block a game, but obviously he's LeBron James. He had a career year last year, played 82 games. I just, I, I did. That is his ceiling. Whatever he did last year, that is definitely his ceiling. Um, There's some rumors that, you know, he's going to, take this season and relax and chill out because he didn't get Paul George, he didn't get Kawhi Leonard on the team, um, and that he's not going to be as, uh, you know, playing 36 minutes a game. So he might be playing less minutes. He might be sitting out more. Uh, Those are just rumors at this point, Tyler. So, like, what do you believe around LeBron James when you're heading into the draft this year? Um, I wouldn't put any stock in in any of that. And – Here's why I try to explain this to people all the time, right? Like, okay, so that's that's a mythical thing at this point, right? We have no idea if that's true or not, and there's Those no are way, all right? And we we have no idea. We're not, we're not going to be able to tell, barring someone from the Lakers or LeBron himself coming out and saying, "I only plan on playing seventy games this year." Okay, 
I think things hit the fan faster than what we realize, right? Like Gordon Hayward played what five minutes last year. You know, if you drafted Jeremy Lin, he played 25 minutes last year and was out for the season. Like we, we draft this team thinking we know, but you know, there's going to be injuries. There's going to be a lot of stuff that happens. So if you're really big on LeBron James and you think he's going to repeat that year he had last year, which I definitely don't, then if you want to take him in the top five, do it. Like, you can't be afraid of things that might happen, right? Like I, I see people dodging Warriors players because, oh, the Warriors are going to rest guys like 15, 20 games, some people keep telling me. Like has any team really ever rested a guy 15 or 20 games for a season that's not like a really old veteran that they just don't want to play anymore because they're losing? Yeah, and even so, like the 82 games is going to be – uh, rare and rare as seasons go on. I'm surprised LeBron played 82 games, which makes me think he's just going to play like 73, 74, just like everybody else. I think that's c- kind of the new normal in the NBA. You don't want to, especially with teams that are head towards the playoffs, uh, unless you are coached by Tom Thibodeau, uh, you know, somewhere between 30 and 33 minutes and about 70 to 75 games it, it seems to be where coaches like to keep their players. It'll be interesting to see the, the where they could really limit LeBron a little bit would be with minutes. If they were smart, I think that he wouldn't play 37 minutes a game. Yeah, if um, I had to bet on one thing, it would be uh, uh, like less minutes per game for LeBron instead of less games. But here's the other thing, too. Like LeBron, you know, he upped his steal rate last season. He upped his block rate last season. He upped his assist rate last season. He upped his scoring last season. We talked a lot about it last year, if you were listening, that he basically had to carry that Cavs team on his back, right? That if that Cleveland team was going to win, LeBron was going to do it for him. Now, he may be in a similar situation with this Lakers team, but I, I just think the minutes are going to go down a little bit. And with the minutes are going to go, I mean, I would I would bet more in the, like, he's at eight and a half assists and he's at eight and a half rebounds and he's at 1.2 steals and 0.6 blocks and... 25 to 26 points like all those things make a big difference and that's kind of why I don't have in my top five yeah same here I just think um we saw his best already we saw his best last year and uh even that you know what even with 82 games he um wasn't the best fantasy player in in per game um that would have went to in nine cat that would have went to Anthony Davis and in totals, I, he might have since he played eighty two games, he finished third. So, like I said, that's probably the best you're going to get in the previous years where he's played seventy four, seventy six. Uh, his totals, he's finished fourteenth and eleventh. So, um, still a really good head to head player. Also a good road player. He scores a lot. He's going to get you uh, close to a triple double. Uh, along with uh, good steals and a good percentage. Uh, LeBron's weird. Like LeBron could just be like, you know what, this season I'm going to score 18 points and get 22 assists a game. Like he could do it if he really wanted to, if he put his mind to it. Um, I usually don't say this many nice things about LeBron, but I don't know that he could do it on this team. That thing specifically, because we're going to talk about it. Some of these guys are less than stellar uh, running mates. Yes. So yeah, with um, I completely agree with that. And that I don't think that hurts LeBron. I, I just like you said, it makes 
you assume that LeBron is going to carry that team a little bit more than you, if anything, than you think. I mean, if anything, I think we've seen in the past that less than stellar running mate helps LeBron for fantasy. Yeah, definitely. Um, once I get past six, I'll start considering him. I still like a couple other players other than LeBron James, but he's LeBron James. You know what you're getting here. Um, let's talk about the the other guy who's ranked uh, in a standard league capacity. Um, Lonzo Ball, second year. Um, a lot of people are saying he's not going to be on the team. Well, guess what? He's on the team. Um, I actually think he stays on the team. He's um, a very good passer. He's got great vision. He can actually, you know, occasionally hit some threes. And he's going currently 61st in uh, Yahoo ADPs, which is incredibly high, in my opinion. He's ranked 59th in ESPN, which is, I think, silly. And Mark's even got him ranked 78th. Um, are you are you surprised by those rankings at all? No, for a couple reasons, right? He's on the Lakers. He's one of the – he's becoming one of the bigger-name players, right? Like you see the LeVar and Lonzo. I, I guess he's in, L, he's in L.A. He's got his dad, and now LeBron's right. there. I guess he's, he's already a bigger-name player, but he's not – doing anything other getting you getting you very good assists which lebron's now going to have the ball in his hands and he's going to you very good steals uh close to a block a game but he shoots absolute trash percentage. Well, and very good rebounds for point guard line he got yes. seven rebounds for a point guard last year which is i mean that's in the top five percent right <laughs> yeah that's that's incredible um but yeah i'm with you and in a roto league i don't even think you can touch this guy right like no like if you care about a percent okay even if this guy takes like a four percent increase and a ten percent increase in his free throw percentage right so four percent from the field and ten percent on his free throws he is a 40 percent shooter from the field and 55 percent shooter from the free throw line now his free throw line doesn't kill you a ton because he's not taking a a huge amount of attempts right he only averaged 1.4 attempts last season but that's a worry, and he also got very good steal and block numbers last year, but it's the thing I say with rookies a lot, right? He only played 52 games. He played 34 minutes a game, which is a lot. So if he sees a few less minutes and he doesn't quite get as many steal or block opportunities, right? Like we've seen a lot of guys have 0.8 blocks for a season, and then like they average out around 0.4 0.5 for their career. Right, they had that one outlier season. What if the Lonzo's rookie season was that outlier season? So there's a little bit of extra. I mean, that's, that's baked in, pretty, in that. I think that's pretty rare. There's only really one great example of that, and that's and that's Tyreek Evans. Well, okay, but I I think you're missing the fact that with a lot of rookies that we see some, and maybe it's not even your first year, right? Maybe it's your second or third or fourth year. Right, we see bubble ups in players all the time. I mean, I just talked about some with LeBron James. I, it, with any one year sample size, I'm a little skeptical on saying those are exactly the numbers that you're going to get. And also, he's coming off a of meniscus surgery, so uh, he's not going to be doing uh, five on five at the start of camp. He's they're going to slowly bring him up, so there there is that to think about. I would say that. Least. He's probably not 
Okay, maybe he starts on opening night, but I would say that he's not playing anywhere near 34 minutes a game on opening night from what no. we know now. No, definitely not. And we really don't know how he fits with um, LeBron James yet. That is just something that is going to have to uh, you know figure itself out. And we talk about this for, for some players, right? Like training camp doesn't matter. With the addition of LeBron, like – Maybe more than any team, training camp matters for these young guys like him, Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma. Learning to play with LeBron, I mean, we saw it with that Heat team, right? That Heat team didn't start clicking on all cylinders until, what, like 30 games into the season because they were all trying to mesh together? Yeah, it took quite um, quite a while. Yeah, so, I know they had that trade, but, you know, it still it still took a while for and that's that another, to figure itself out. That's another reason why I'm concerned about – a lot of the guys on this team's numbers, not just Lonzo Ball, right? So here, here's a scenario, right? LeBron dominates the ball and gets his eight assists, eight and a half assists. And Lonzo Ball doesn't have the ball quite as much, and he only gets you six assists. Well, that took away one of his categories that was special to just, like, pretty good now. That's going to be a big hit in his value. I mean, that yeah, that's a, that's a huge hit um, when you're talking about those guys who are in that – 50 60 range which apparently according to these uh sites he is in that range uh any any minor kind of setback in stats can drop you uh you're, you're worth pretty far assuming he is special in the defensive categories which i think he is right i think he's gonna get you a steal and a half and if he plays a little less minutes, probably like 0. 0.7 0. 0.6 blocks and and you can make your own determination on where you think he falls on that, right? And I'm not talking about you, Mike. I'm talking about you, the listener, right? Like maybe you think he gets better in both those categories. That's your that's your opinion, and your prerogative, yeah. um, to do that. The royal um, you. Let me let me throw let me throw some stats at you, Tyler. But here's the thing I'll say, right? That alone makes him really interesting in those middle rounds because there's not many guys getting elite steals and pretty elite blocks at that point guard position. Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, let me let me, this is a small sample size. But just let me let me throw some stats out there. In the last 25 games last season, this player had 10.5 points, 0.23s, 6.5 rebounds, 3 assists, 1.9 steals, half a block on 46% shooting, and 71% free throw. Similar, not the same. You're not getting the assists. You're not getting the threes. But you are getting a better percentage, a percentage that doesn't kill you, and you're basically getting everything else. Who would you – and let me let me just put, throw this out there. This guy is not being drafted until 112 on Yahoo. Who would you rather take? That guy at 112 or Lonzo Ball with LeBron James on the team at at pick 70. Well, and, and that's my point, right? So you can't even get him at pick 70 right now. He's going in at pick 62, basically, right? And that's just it, kind of my point. It's like you're just – you're overpaying for what is essentially three more assists and about a, and a three-pointer extra. Uh, the guy I was talking about is DeJounte Murray, uh, a guy that a lot of people are either overlooking unless you're in uh, kind of the expert leagues, which then everybody's overpaying for him. Uh, but a really good late round pick in in a snake draft, uh, just because of the out of position rebounds. 
I'll say this, right? So I, I wrote an article and uh, I made a case for Alonzo Ball being a top 50 player in my way too early rankings, right? So like way back at the end of last season. I, I don't really see any way that's possible now with LeBron here. So if I'm looking to draft Lonzo Ball, I'm looking I'm not even starting to think about Lonzo Ball to like 70. And I probably don't really want to take Lonzo Ball until like eight, in the 80s in the 90s and he's just going to be gone by then. Like I, Yeah, I just think you're going to overpay for him. Well, and the the everything seems to be going against him, right? He's not healthy now. We don't really know what the numbers are going to look like with LeBron, right? Some guys take a bigger hit than others. He only played 52 games last year. Like, let's not gloss over that. He was hurt on and off with those knee injuries all of last season, and now he just had another knee surgery. And now he has to share the point guard position with Rajon Rondo. And the, the more and another big worry for me is the fact that he's not he's not meshing with LeBron right now. He's not playing right now. If he were playing right now, I would feel maybe a little bit better about him. Yeah, maybe LeBron's like, oh, you know what? This kid's really good. This kid's got it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so I'm just very hesitant on Lonzo Ball, I will say that. I am, especially where he's getting drafted. Um, Doesn't mean in later rounds and head-to-head leagues he isn't worth picking up. Uh, I think he should be drafted in standard leagues, uh, head-to-head leagues anyway. I, I just don't know how you take him. Except for maybe a super late round in a in a roto league, even then, I don't, I don't see, just trade him off to a, a Laker fan. Well, in a roto league, though, I mean, he hurts that field goal percentage. Like he's he's got to be one he's, of the most negatively impactful guys. Yes, he hundred percent is. So I mean, that's just man. And we talk about percentages in roto league are very important, and I, I just don't see picking him at all, really. I'll let yeah. somebody else take him. Anybody, right? Yeah, I'll be like, if he's there, pick one thirty-five. Right, it's my last pick. I, I'm still probably gonna be like, man, no, because I'm gonna want to put him in at some point, and he's gonna trash up my percentages big time. Yeah, it's really not worth it to me. Let's talk about another young guy on this team, Brandon Ingram, um, currently being uh, drafted ninety-fifth overall. He's ranked ninety-sixth in. Um, Mark's rankings, and for some reason, ESPN has him ranked 68th. So ESPN has some Laker fans on board, man. I don't know who's doing the rankings yeah. over there, but they might be a Laker fan. Just you'll you'll see that being a common theme is that Lakers, other than Catavius Carl Pope, all seem to be ranked much higher than the other places. Well, Ingram, Ingram had a really um, good jump in his field goal percentage. He was taking less threes. He was playing more to his skills. He's still a bad free throw shooter, but he had uh, five rebounds, four assists, uh, almost a steal, and almost a block. And he's just kind of one of those guys that, like, he can ever really get a three-point shot. He could be a very, very intriguing fantasy player. I don't mind taking a last-round flyer of Brandon Ingram because maybe he does thrive uh, playing alongside of LeBron James, which it just seems like he has to. Like, who else is going to be playing on this team around LeBron James. Like, Brandon Ingham's definitely going to be playing. Uh, Lonzo Ball, question mark. Uh, Josh Hart, question mark. Mike Beasley, question mark. But Brandon Ingham feels like the guy who's uh, I would peg to get the second most minutes on this team. Uh, that's a fair assessment, I think. Um, we see Brandon Ingram. I mean, he took a huge leap, right? It wasn't just a, a regular leap. He took a huge leap, man, last year. And – he actually shot from three point at thirty nine percent, which was really surprising after shooting twenty nine percent the year before. Um, a lot of that was he was a little more selective with his attempts, right? 
Um, he only shot 1.8 attempts a game. Um, let's not forget he was injured for a little bit last year. Here's the thing I'll say about Brandon Ingram, right? Like, I'm fine if he's going at, like, 95. I'm actually fine with him taking him there. Like, I don't hate that. Um, maybe you think he takes another step forward. And if he does, if he takes another step forward, like, that could be a bit of a bargain, right? And he's he's kind of – if he, if there's a type of player – who could take a step forward. It's it's good to target those second and third year guys who have shown improvement, who were high draft picks, who maybe hadn't either either hadn't pan out or did start well but seemed to be getting better. That's that is who Brandon Mingers is. He's a high draft pick who seems to be getting better. And now he's gonna be playing alongside one of the best players um in the league. So if he's due to improve on what he did last year, which near the end of the year, you could maybe say um, he was starting to become a, even a standard league player in uh, in head-to-head league, or it's not head-to-head league, in roto leagues even as well, even though that free throw percentage is, is really, really trash. If you're in a, a punt free throw strategy in a head-to-head league, he's much, much more attractive. And I think you you got to put a bit on him or you got to um, pick him up if he is available in those late rounds. Yeah, and and in Roto, I mean, four point eight attempts last year, sixty eight percent. That's not really something I want to be a part of. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. But um, I'm sure there are worse players to pick too. In Roto, sometimes. So um, yeah, we always say take a, try to take a flyer. If you're in a deep league, I think you know you want to take those really really solid, like Kit Bazemore at like 120 because Kit Bazemore is probably better than the 120th player, but he's boring. But in a in a, a regular league, shallow league, at the 120th pick, Brandon Ingram, a lot of upside, could be interesting. He stepped his percentages up big time last year, all three percentages, right? Three-point field goal and free throw. Um, if he can take another even small increase and get that free throw, like, I mean, he jumped up from 62% to 68. So if he can jump up again into, like, the 70s, that, that matters too. Yeah, and in Mark's rankings, if you do not uh, include free throw percentage, Brandon Ingram ends up being the 76th sixth player, excuse me, geez, um, in the in the in his rankings, one spot behind DeJounte Murray. DeJounte Murray's just haunting the Lakers right now. Well and the the, you, the, the the Lakers podcast. You nailed it on the head though, right? Like sixty-eight in ESPN. Don't don't do it. Don't do it. There's no way he's there's, he's not even worth that if you're punting free throws. I don't think. No, far uh, far too high. You're just not going to get any value there. That's like his ceiling, right? right. Um, I mean, maybe like he could be higher than that if he really truly hits his ceiling because he could have a breakout season. But then you're just you're basically drafting on the fact that he has a breakout season. If he doesn't, you're getting him above value. And, and you never you never want to do that, right? You never want to say, like, I need this guy's best-case scenario to happen because what are the chances your absolute best-case scenario happens? Not that, per, not that good. Pretty rare. Uh, let's talk about the third young guy on this team, Kyle Kuzma. He's currently being drafted 75th in Yahoo, ranked 88 in ESPN, ranked 99th in Mark's rankings. A great rookie season from Kyle Kuzma on the court. But as a fantasy player, um, he he's kind of flawed. Uh, he he doesn't really give you in, in the assists. I'll go as far as to say he's not good, man. He's the crap version of Harrison Barnes. 
Wow, that's brutal, Tyler. I would I would at least give Kyle Kuzma some credit of uh, of having the ability to uh, get a half a steal and half a block a game. Okay, look at Harrison Barnes' numbers, and you tell me in any way how he's not the crap version of Harrison Barnes. Let me go check it out. I mean, he's a little bit better at blocks. Okay, so he gets better at threes. He gets point two better in blocks, right? Harrison Barnes is like two tenths of a block, which is is a little more significant than it sounds, but not really. Harrison Barnes gets you like six rebounds. Harrison Barnes gets you two assists. Harrison Barnes gets you a little bit more from the steals. Harrison That's, Barnes gets you 19 points. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're kind of, you're, you're kind of right. And um, and here's, here's the funniest part. Okay. So there are people in the world who will tell me, ah, oh, there's no way I'm drafting Harrison Barnes. Right. He, oh man, he's overrated, blah, blah, blah. He should be picked outside the top 100, but then they'll pick Kyle Kuzma at 75. He's the trash Harrison Barnes. No offense to him. Harrison Barnes is actually a good underrated NBA player, right? Like, it's difficult to score 19 points a game in the NBA. Harrison Barnes has done it for two straight seasons. But Kyle Kuzma is the crap Harrison Barnes. Yeah, I actually really like – I've been getting in my mock drafts Harrison Barnes at a lot of those drafts because he's falling down to pick 90, pick 100. And I'm like, well, there he is just sitting there, almost 20 points a game, six six rebounds. Why not? And then Kyle Kuzma – is either off the board by then or it goes off the board right after that. And it's like, well, that's, that's just not the same person. And so in ESPN, maybe not so much. I've only done a couple mock drafts over there, but in Yahoo and almost every draft I've been in, I actually think everyone that I can remember, Kyle Kuzma has gone ahead of Harrison Barnes. And I just don't see why that is. Like I get the fact that he's a Laker. He's got a name recognition, uh, he th- has the ability to improve. He's only 23 years old. So he's a little bit older uh, of a rookie, but he's still only 23. Um, Harrison Barnes is who he is. There is no upside there. It's just that is who Harrison Barnes is. But if you're looking for that guy who's like solid at some stuff and not a guy who could break out, like I don't think Kyle Kuzma's game will allow him to break into the top 50. So if you're looking for a guy who's solid at some stuff who can't break into the top 50, I'd rather go with, hey, Harrison Barnes has done it for the last three seasons versus Kyle Kuzma, who's got one season under his belt. Oh, I'm with you there. And I'll say this about Harrison Barnes, too. He's probably going to shoot better percentages all around. So if you care about percentages, right, like it's a roto league or you're you're not in a head-to-head league, um. I think Harrison Barnes is a much better pick. Yeah, I would I would take Harrison Barnes as well. Uh, Tyler, I'm going to let you talk about uh, Coventius Caldwell Pope because I don't talk about people who um, suck at basketball. Um, so here's the thing about Caldwell Pope. Some people like to say, oh, you know, he's – horrendous and blah 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 he's talking about me because that's what i say well no and espn this is the one guy espn messed up right he's 135th um caldwell pope if he can get the 1.4 steals right and he's got it two out of the last three seasons and it's worth mentioning the guy's only 25 years old so yeah that's was a little surprising to me i he'd been around for so long you forget he's only 25 so you start talking about it, right? And the rebounds are likely going to go down 
uh, this year, right? LeBron's in town. Um, he finally got away from Andre Drummond and he got the rebounds up a little bit. And now they probably go back down. Um, but 1.4 steals, if I can get that on ESPN ranked 135, my absolute last pick with 13 and a half points and a little bit here and a little bit there. I mean, I don't think it's the absolute worst last pick. I don't know why I hate this guy. If you look at his per um, game rankings, two seasons ago, he was 103. Last season, he was actually ranked 63rd in per game. He played 33 minutes. Uh, this is another guy who's probably going to play a lot alongside LeBron James, which, um, okay, cool, whatever, uh, which means he'll probably shoot a little bit more threes. Uh, his rebounds will probably be a little bit down because LeBron's going to take those rebounds from that, that, that position. Yeah, I would say he goes back to the three and a half more than the five. The five was an outlier season already, and I think he kind of just falls back into Andre Drummond Detroit days where he gets like three and a half, maybe four. Yeah, I just – I don't like this guy. I don't like – I just don't like his – Basketball game. I don't really like his fantasy game. Like I, I understand the one what, when you uh, watch over him. one steal, but like it's over one steal, like one one and a half steals and five rebounds. That's and two threes. That's good. The percentages are bad, which doesn't help because I'm if you're in Roto League. So if you're not in Roto League, that's good. You should be drafting him. Fine, but like just nothing here gets me terribly excited. Other than I guess he's a late round steals candidate. Steals threes. Well, and, you know, in Yahoo, he's going 94.1, which I don't really want to draft him there. But you mentioned it, right? He's been a top 100 player the last two years. So if I can get this guy at 115, 120, 130, there's some nice value on that pick. And he's ranked 135th on ESPN. So, you know what I mean? Like, at some points in my draft, I'm just looking for value. And Caldwell Pope does some things that can help a team. Um they're not great, right? And I'm not like championing for this guy to be MVP, and I don't think he really has a lot of ceiling to get better. But at the same time, like I think we know what he is, and it's a player you can get and get some steals and get some get two assists, right? He's not, I would say this other than blocks, he's not really a zero in any counting stat, right? He gets you two threes, which is fine. He gets you, you know, two assists, two and a half assists, which is fine. He gets you even if it's only four rebounds, that's fine. He gets you like. 13 and a half points, right? Like he's not a zero in any category, but he's not like super helping you in any category other than steals. Yeah. And I guess, I mean, that makes you a standard relevant player. So he is definitely draftable. I just, I'm not going to draft him even if he's at value. I just, I, I hate this guy. I don't know well, why. And, and I'll say this Sorry too. if you're, if you're a avid listener, KCP. But I in think a I've standard league, that. he's not the guy you really want to take, is he? Because at that point you're like, just give me somebody with upside who could bust out. Yeah, like, I want to drop is gonna that. KCP is going to be KCP, you know what I mean? Yeah. And KCP is a good guy to, like, stick around, and I don't want that with, like, one of my last picks. I want a guy who I can play the waiver wires with. Yeah, so I'm I'm totally fine with you not drafting him in a standard league and him being yeah. waiver wire fodder. But at the same time, like, if I'm in a league with a lot of streaming and that guy's on the waiver wire, I'll probably stream him in for those steals on a semi-frequent basis. Yeah, this is another guy I'm, I'm always uh, streaming if he is available, and this is Rajon Rondo, um, an assist steals streamer. Though those steals have gone down over the last uh, three years, he uh, has his flaws. Everybody, I think everybody knows his flaws at free throw. Everybody knows he doesn't score that much. Uh, he's very Lonzo Ball esque, and he's going to be playing and sharing minutes with Lonzo Ball. Except for I've seen Rajon Rondo in 26 minutes average around seven to eight assists and a little over a steal a game 
while uh, Lonzo Ball, I'm not sure, could do that. Yeah, and Rondo falls into the category of Russell Westbrook, kind of, in the sense that they both hurt you in categories and then they help you in categories, but there's not much in between, right? We talked about a guy, Kelly Tavius Caldwell-Pope, who's like across the board, okay, that's fine, that's fine, that's fine, that's fine. He's not really helping you a ton anywhere. He's not really hurting you a ton anywhere. Rondo's kind of the exact opposite player of that, right? He's got two or three categories where he's pretty damn good, and then he's got two or three categories where you're like, man, you're actively hurting me in those spots. Yeah, he's being drafted at 132. ESPN ranks him at 87 for some reason. I just I just think Rondo's going to be If you pick Rondo at 87, I think you're doing it wrong. I don't think he's going to play much more than 26 minutes. He played it the last two years. Yeah, I'd be surprised if he even plays 26 minutes unless they just decide to go away from Lonzo and LeBron wants to have veterans around him, which is at the beginning of the season is exactly what's going to happen. So well, Rondo might the- be a, a good guy to have on your team for the first month or so. Here's the other thing I'll say about it too, right? Like Rondo's not exactly a LeBron type player to be around him. Like where does Rondo thrive? Pounding the ball, right? With the ball in his hands. LeBron usually doesn't super like that. LeBron also usually wants people who can shoot threes around him. Rondo is not a good three-point shooter, although he's been getting better the last few years, but I would still say he's not good. He's maybe league average at best. Like I, I just I don't know how this fit's gonna work. I'm I'm a little worried about Rondo, but if, I mean if I get him at the Yahoo ADP of one thirty two and a half, like good assists, good steals, pretty good rebounds. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Fine, whatever. Uh, just you know you you know what to expect out of Rondo, and we don't know what to expect out of this Lakers team. Other than here's the other at, thing at least I'll... at the beginning of the season, Rondo will start. And here's the... Another thing I want to say, is it possible for three guys to have over eight assists on a team? Mm, Probably not. So Rondo had 8.2 last year, right? And then you got LeBron and Lonzo Ball. So, right, someone's going to cop that assist hit. My guess is Lonzo, if I had to be – I had to figure it out, it'd probably be Lonzo. So that's another thing to be a little bit worried about if you're drafting one of these guys is there's only so many assists to go around, and it's not like those three are going to get them all. And it's one another thing I'm maybe a little worried about with Brandon Ingram, right? He got almost four assists a game last year. What if that number drops to two? Right, that's a big hit. Yeah, that is a, a pretty huge hit, and that would actually that hurt his value. So. Um... I mean, we're just going to have to see how this rotation goes. It's going to be very strange. Speaking of this rotation, um, a lot of people I've, – I've been hearing this hype in the periphery of my fantasy basketball listening. Um, for some reason, people are talking up JaVale McGee since he's the only center on this team. That's not true. And um, they're thinking JaVale McGee, 28 minutes a game – is going to get dominate rebounds, get you know, 12 points a game, get over a block, get over a, a steal. And I'm just like, I don't know what these people are smoking because that's, that's just not going to happen. Um, so we've seen JaVale McGee play 10 minutes a game the last three years, relatively speaking, right? He's been below 10 the last two with the Warriors, but then he was just over 10 with Dallas. Okay. So even if you could double those numbers, and we talk about how this math does not work out all the time, right? 
So if he, for some reason, plays double the minutes, right, 20 minutes a game, which if you're betting any more than that, I think you're maybe something's wrong with you, okay? Here's the stat line, relatively speaking. It is, at best, maybe seven rebounds, not even an assist, not maybe 0.4 steals, maybe, now maybe 1.6 to 1.8 blocks, okay? That's worth it. And probably somewhere around 10 points. That's really not sounding that good. And, no, and not. I'm always very worried about a man who's 31 years old and we've seen him play 10 minutes a game three straight years. Like, what what are the chances he really gets that 20 minutes? And uh, maybe, maybe people know this, maybe they don't, right? He has asthma. And that's one of the things that the Warriors would always say would limit him to basically playing those small minutes was – that he can't really go that hard for that long. Um, Take that for what it's worth. So here's what I'll say. He's a block streamer. He gets you a block a game in 10 minutes. Yep. That's incredible. Right? So if he's playing any minutes at all and you need need a block, I need a block in this game, JaVale McGee is kind of a safe-ish bet, but don't buy JaVale McGee in a standard league. Yeah, don't don't draft them. Don't bother. Stream only. Uh, Josh Hart, Michael Beasley, both kind of intriguing guys here. Both getting drafted at the end of drafts. I'd much rather draft those two guys than uh, Javale McGee for sure. Uh, Beasley has been uh, relevant uh, when he was the only player on the next playing. Uh, you know, and Josh Hart looks promising, but really not as a fantasy player in my opinion. Uh, do you like either one of these guys in the standard league? No, but here's the thing. If you do like someone like Josh Hart, you've got to like somebody else a little bit less, okay? There's only so many minutes, right? There's only 48 minutes at five spots, okay? So if you think Josh Hart is going to take this big leap in minutes and play 30 a game, seven minutes have to come off somebody else, right? Be that a couple from Brandon Ingram, a couple from Caldwell Pope, maybe Caldwell Pope hits it all. Um, This team got guys right to play and they they don't have the minutes to give out like lebron's gonna come in and play big minutes like if lebron played less than 33 minutes a game i'd be pretty damn shocked i would too the only thing the only way any of these guys situations changes if lebron decides to sit out he gets injured something happens uh, other than that, these guys are streamers at best. I guess I'd keep an eye on them because they can. Like, Josh Hart might be interesting. He might be a guy that LeBron really likes to play with because he's a, a decent, uh, actually a pretty good three-point shooter. And Mike Beasley is an old, wily vet. And, um, you know, LeBron likes old, wily vets. So I would just pay attention. We're going to have to see more as we get in to the preseason before we can really truly know what's going to go on there with that rotation. But I think we know the, uh, the main guys you want to draft, uh, obviously LeBron and then uh, Lonzo and Ingram, both uh, big, I think have, and Kuzma all have question marks around them. So I'm not feeling terribly great about drafting any of those guys. Here's a cautionary preseason tale too. Okay. Um, yeah. Some coaches, especially ones who relatively know what they have, they will just be experimenting, right? So we're not specifically talking about this Lakers team, but if the team relatively ran it back and they have most of the same players, they might just experiment with some weird looks for five or ten minutes straight and just see, can this lineup be effective if I play it 
you know, off the bench or, or whatever. So preseason can fool you too. And you got to kind of know what you're looking for. And, and we're going to be here to help with that. But if you see a game where Michael Beasley gets like 25 minutes in the preseason, maybe they were just experimenting with some different lineups and teams who don't know what their rotation is going to be like, maybe experiment more. And it's, you just got to kind of be cautionary. And here's another thing with the Lakers, right? You watch the Lakers first preseason game. Lonzo ball is definitely not going to play in that. So, so there's minutes, right? That, that if you're given 33 or 34 minutes to Lonzo in your projections that you're making for your draft. Well, there's, you know, a lot of open minutes for somebody else to take. Yeah. I mean, that makes Rondo at least somewhat honorable at the beginning of the season, I think. So just, you're going to have to pay attention to this team. This is just one of those teams that we, we know the Timberwolves are going to be who I guess we don't because Jimmy Butler is leaving, but we know Thibodeau's is going to play all the starters, uh, 20, uh, thousand minutes per game. They're going to play a full day's worth, 24 hours of basketball in one game. And then stuff like, you know, the heat and the Lakers, we're not really sure. We're just got to pay attention. Um, Tyler, where can people find you on Twitter? Oh, you can find me at Tyler P. Watts. And you can find me at Watch the Boxes. If you guys are interested in joining one of the listener leagues, go check out patreon.com slash watching the boxes. If you subscribe to our Patreon, you will get access to exclusive content and you'll be also will be able to enter a listener league. Uh, those listener leagues are filling up, so go check those out soon as possible. Uh, and if you got things you want to hear on the show, feel free to tweet at us, leave some feedback on the show. Um, that's it for the Lakers, and we will catch you next time.